Welcome back. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Very big week this week. Uh, and by big, I mean intrusive in the fact that they m- made you, me, us, we devote four hours of the week to bachelor-related programming. I'm assuming I'm assuming nobody's wa- watching Winter Games because I'm certain I don't have enough to give to participate in Winter Games, and plus I can't learn some Euro from some German Euro and some Aussie bloke. It's there's too there's too many. So I don't. I am, but I imagine if you're watching Winter Games, that's even more hours of Bachelor-related content, and it's really fucked. I, I don't believe in it. I'm mad at it, but I've committed to it. And I am definitely kind of into the Bachelor situation because it looks like things are about to pop off, as our girl Caroline hinted to during the Women Tell All. Uh, is it the Women Tell All? Yeah. Uh, okay, joining me now, of course, is Jason Stewart, resident Bachelor expert, co-host of the Bachelor Lifestyle. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Now, I, um, yeah. one thing we didn't discuss off air, and I guess we'll just uh, pull we, the we, curtain back. We save am it for I, the air. Am I going to lead this, or are you good? Because it sounds well, it's, like, it's yeah. considering that intro was about three minutes long, I'm guessing you want to take the lead on well, this no, one. Just, we, can go, we can go either direction. Um, you guys, I, I'd say we just have a little round table here. Like, what do you, <laughs> it's a little back and forth. Um, g- give us your thoughts. So let's start with the women tell all, obviously, Jason. Yeah, I was a, a little disappointed with the women tell all, um, and that, yeah, our girl, Caroline Lunny. Just who, looking hot as fuck, by the she, way. Yeah, oh my she, God. she, she loves to ignore me on all social, social media platforms. She responds yeah. to David Bray. Um, but she, yeah, she was looking great and she, she really likes to show off, uh, that top of hers. She was wearing a, ba- she was wearing a, a bandeau top, a bathing suit top under like a, a white blazer. She had like a yeah. white pantsuit on with a bathing suit top for a shirt showing off those big old jugs. And I can only imagine they're f- fairly new because she treats them like new new toys that she likes to to expose. Well, uh, I would say that, but they got some hang to them, Jason. Like they're not they don't like she was sitting right next to Bibiana, who Bibiana I also like, but in a much right. different different way in yeah. a different manner. Yeah. I would like her differently than I would like Caroline if I were a younger, more handsome dude. And uh, Bibiana also with the augmented chest, which we don't judge here. That's fine. If that's your thing, you get into it. But not nowhere near the hang. Much more of an upright, I'm bolted on look for Bibiana. Is that is that a, a Miami thing or what's going on there? Not knowing anything about either uh, either boob jobs, but I'm guessing there's a there probably is about a five thousand dollar separation in I would cost. Say, I would say so. And just yeah. just to to put a button on that, I'm not an expert on boob jobs either, but I do know three things: Manhattan, Beverly Hills, Newport Beach. I'll say it again: Manhattan. Beverly Hills, Newport Beach. Those are the only three places on the planet where you're going to want to go shop to augment your chest. I'll tell you that right now. That's the only three places in the world with the type of surgeons that can do top-level work. Manhattan, Beverly Hills, Newport Beach. Okay, Okay, uh, okay, so kind of backing up to uh, Back it up. Who... Who was our favorite contestant this year? So hot. But she did something on Sunday night that was confusing in that it seemed like she did something very much against the rules. You're totally. not supposed to talk about the current three, what's happening to the current three, what's going to happen. And she puts them on the spot, but it's 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 vague and frustrating. Like either don't say anything. 
and I know that I'm sure the producers had to edit this, but like she just said, I know what you did, and I can't believe what you did because yeah. you said that you wanted to be married. So, I mean, I guess you could take clues in that, um, but and he just kind of said, I guess we'll figure out what happens here, and, and I'm. I'm I'm surprised they just didn't either edit the entire thing out and say, you can't say that, or just do a fucking reveal. Well, I mean, God damn. Two things, two things that I'm thinking there. One, they know that in the age of social media and in the, and let's just put it out there. It's reality Steve's world. We are just existing in it. We're like those horses in Central Park. That, that pull the cart around with the lovers in the back with a big blanket over them and a fur coat and then they sip hot cocoa. Right. They got those blinders on that keep them looking forward so they don't, they don't get spooked. So a passing Harley Davidson with no exo- with no muffler doesn't, doesn't scare them. They just keep looking straight ahead. And it's, I'm sure many, many people the world over know exactly what's happened because we live in reality. Steve's world. And it's, they, they know that this season is so boring that they're like, one, the information is going to get out. If we edit this part out, it's going to become, because of social media, people are going to know anyway. Mm-hmm. B, this season is so boring and we're gearing up for the finale. We've got one episode left and nothing has happened. Everybody knows he's picking Lauren B. What if somebody lets a little something slip? Take it, taking a page out of Reality Steve's playbook, stealing a little Reality Steve Thunder, and hinting towards what may be happening. Because the vibe I got from Caroline, our girl, who was looking fine, is that he this Ari has pulled some shenanigans. Either it's a double left at the altar. Where he's like, sorry, I can't propose to either of these chicks, which I could see happening. I believe that's happened before. I believe um, Brad, the guy that was The Bachelor twice, Brad something, I believe he one time was just like, nah, not feeling it. There was another Bachelor, Jason Maynard, very close together eyes. He picked one chick who was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, also augmented chest, super cute. Cute in the kind of way that is like also a little bit dirty. Uh, he picked her and then on after the final rose was like, oh, by the way, I actually meant the other chick. And he flipped at the end. So I feel like they need a jolt. The season needs a jolt. And Caroline, while appearing to go rogue, was actually playing in to the producer's hands. What do you think, Jason? Maybe that's it. And maybe that is it. And I'm guessing uh, maybe she, she, they did this thing where they, they give a tutorial and you can't say this. These are the no's. These are the fines. And she probably ran it by them and they, they said you could say this. But anyways, um, yeah. a fairly uneventful, uneventful uh, uh, after the rose or what is it called? Oh, the women tell all. Women this, is tell what, all. this is what the women tell all becomes. It becomes this. Even though the show is about matchmaking and trying to trying for one guy to find his true love, the women tell all is the show where uh, the other twenty five plus women become caddy and talk about how they treated each other. Yeah. Even though the show is about him, they start getting really uh, emotional about how it's, each were treated in the yeah, house. Yeah, they bring everything up and basically. Crystal, she was Dooku Kim in this analogy, and the rest of the girls were Ray Boom Boom Mancini because they just had her in the corner and they were just relentless. Boom 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 just speed bagging. Boom body shots. Yeah, I think the the, be, the maybe the best shot, the maybe the knockout blow was. That one random chick who got sent home on the first night. We don't even remember who she is. She yeah, just said. Kind of racially well, ambiguous yeah. chick with the curly hair, Olivia. I never, she I called, do not recognize her at all. She calls her out on her voice, which on so the good. show, and you and I talked about this throughout the season, It 
there was something uh, not only disingenuous, but just something psychotic about yes. the way she talked Baby and voice. the way she looked. Yeah. And on this show, she had a completely different presentation. Yeah, and, great. In, and she had the balls to say that she lost her voice. That's and great. she she filmed The Bachelor without a voice. Even 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 Chris Harrison was like, "You were there for six weeks." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it was good. Crystal, I mean, she, not twenty nine. She was a decent villain. She was okay. She's she obviously she obviously has some deep emotional wounds, which is what causes a woman to sort of regress or stay and, in that baby voice for the rest of their life. And you have to admit, like, you know, usually the, um, usually the bachelor, when he comes out is pretty gracious with the villains, you know, they are, maybe, uh, maybe Chad got beat up by whoever the bachelorette was at, at the time. But, um, I would say that when Ari came out, he like, wasn't having any of it. I mean, he admitted yeah. it. He's like, when I watched it back, it, Looks like you deserved much worse, and I should I, I I should have been colder, and I should have let you you go much sooner. Yeah, um, I, I like that. That rarely do you kind of like get that kind of reaction. Usually they they lose their balls and they're like they try to be nice about it. I thought I yeah. thought he did a good job there. The one thing about that show, and we don't want to spend too much time on the rose, but the or the the women tell all, but. CN got way too much TV time, and that tells me one of oh, yeah. two things. And I hope I, I really don't. I hope it's the former. Uh, Chris Harrison wants to have sex with her, and he was very into her. Um, or they're they're setting her up to the be the yeah. Bachelorette. I don't think they'd go uh, a women of color for the second straight Bachelorette. I, I think that that would be. Um, I don't think they had a whole lot of success with the first one. It was a lowly rated season. What you're saying is you don't think the producers of The Bachelor would go black to black, black chillerette. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think they will. But that, but the way they kind of positioned her that night, totally. you know, they put her on, they put her on the seat, and they, it, it wasn't about drama or anything. It was basically how good of a contestant she is, how yeah. smart she is. How she was much smarter than than him, so it'll be interesting to see. What, I don't even know who uh, Reality Steve has pegged as an expert. I don't I'm sure think he's told I don't, everybody. I don't think they've announced it yet. Um, and I just feel like she's too similar to Rachel. While she is, that's what I'm uh, saying. She's she's very pretty. She's very accomplished, smart, well traveled, like everything you'd want. Um, she, you know, she has a similar look and a completely similar vibe to Rachel who yeah. was the last bachelorette and the the preceding season. I mean, I just don't see how you could do that again, but you never know. Um yeah, we, let, let's get off this the the women tell all. I I did like though that um what um Marique, who I'm not sure has completed her transition <laughs> yet. I'm not 100% certain on what the status of that is, what what phase in the transition she's in mm-hmm. still very angry about potentially being glam shamed in Tahoe. It's just so much rage boiling inside over, over the glam shaming incident. She never, she never gave in. Like when they tried to make fun of it, they tried to have make light of it. Um, Chelsea went over and handed her a makeup kit or something. And she just wasn't having any of it. Like know, she so wasn't going to play it. with it. Yeah. Uh, Marique accepted, I would say there were quite a few on the dais last night who I would, given the opportunity, enjoy having sex with. Um, Chelsea was right up there. She was looking good. There was one girl who I don't, I don't never seen her before, but she was wearing actual lingerie. <laughs> there was, I didn't, I don't even think she got to speak, but she had like a red, like teddy on. <laughs> Like as a dress, it was the weirdest. The whole thing was weird. Uh, okay, any anything else to add? Um, oh no, oh. I think that's it. Quickly, one, Tia. well, n- Tia sob story. Yeah. You know, it's just she doesn't have enough gravitas. She's obviously she's in the perfect position to be the Bachelorette, but just yeah. not enough gravitas there. She's just not. She's too much of a sad sack. Um, the the things that were luckily, I follow Caroline Lunny on Instagram as I would suggest everyone does. The th- two things were bleeped out last night. One 
was the um, Caroline um, announced that um, that Crystal had called all the girls in the house, and excuse me, ladies, had called all the women in the house cunts, and that yeah. was that was bleeped out. But also, um, it was it, it came out that Crystal was calling Ari Needle Dick, which is a very very biting. Barb, like a, a a a deep wounding right there, and to which Bibiana asked, "Have you seen his dick?" So should we assume that Ari is lacking girth? I I'd, I'd, I'd say no doubt. Yeah, he doesn't penis. strike me as a guy with yeah. a healthy girthy penis. You know who's you know who seems like he would have a girthy hog is uh, Ross Becca's ex boyfriend. No doubt. We'll get into we'll get into okay. Ross. Let's get I think what, what? That's, that's the one thing he's got going for him, probably. Yeah, let's put this massive penis. Okay, okay, let's let's put a button on women tell all, and let's let's get into the fantasy suites. The second episode, the second two hour block of Bachelor related programming mm-hmm. on ABC primetime this week. What happened on fantasy suites, Jason? Give give it to us. All right, so you had you. We're down to um, to three women, and we've been talking about the taxidermist the entire season. Huge, um, love her. And also follow her. What what they decided to do was they decided to take the uh, the big fantasy suite episode to the country of Peru, which, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, might be the first South American country that they have gone to since Uruguay, which right. Robbie. Robbie said the word Uruguay on his season more than right. Uruguay's ever That's been right. said on American television. I totally forgot they went yeah. to Uruguay. Uruguay. Yes. Uruguay yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go to Peru, and I must say, I, I don't know much about Peru. I didn't know about this expansive desert thing where the desert meets the ocean. It is it is breathtakingly um, uh, beautiful. And uh, I ooh, mm, can I? You don't like the sand dunes and all that stuff. I I actually have traveled to Peru. Oh, wow. And it is just as like overcast. And yes, the, the desert does go right up to the beach, which is kind of bitching. Um, but it's like, did you see how it was like real sort of smoggy and the like sun wasn't really coming out. It was just kind of, the beaches were just kind of bleh. Um, that's exactly what it's like there. do not recommend. Will not be getting a sponsorship from the Peruvian Tourism Board. Also, a lot of pickpockets. So just keep your distance. Stay out of Peru if you get the chance. Okay, so so they go to Peru, and um, I, I I think Ari went with the compulsory line. It's a good place to fall in love. Got it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Got it. <laughs> yeah, Peru. <of> <laughs> um, he says he, he he says up front, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to get to know these women on a whole new level, which yeah. is, you know, the first code for, you know, new level, getting it in from the inside um, out. Kendall, again, I think I, I'm more on a, I'm on Kate's on Kate's side than your side. I know. I, I can't believe that. I'm not totally into her. I, oh, I'm into I think, her. I think she's smart and interesting and she's cute. I would not say. Yes hot, pretty, uh, or too desirable. And, and, you know, obviously not my type body wise, but right. But uh, the, Kendall, to me, the quirks add something like there's really? some, there's something deeper there that I would like to explore. I would I like to, she kind of called him on that. She, yeah. she actually said that I, I want to find out if, if this is more than just my kind of quirky nature that, he, which, that he's interested in. Which doesn't make sense because it's that's what you want. You want somebody to be interested in the depth of Something their personality. Something different about you, yeah. Yeah, like uh, you, don't, you don't want to be like, oh, this person wants to has seen something about me that they want to know more about me. I hope that's not true. Like that's a, that's a weird reaction to have. So they, um, the first activity that they go on, it's Kendall and Ari. They go uh, on a dune buggy, which I thought, Horrible. It was, maybe it was like a liability thing, but they had a they had a driver for a doom buggy because the first thing I thought when I saw the doom buggy was this he's is yet drive. another yeah. thing where he's going to drive. I mean, this is yeah. a professional Driving race car day. driver, and all season they've been doing activities to expose that. Like women love that he's doing something in his element, but they're in the back seat of a doom buggy. Also, they're not wearing helmets. 
I don't so, know what kind of regulations there are in the Peruvian outback. I didn't, yeah. I didn't delve that much into it while I was there. Uh, they're not wearing helmets. And do you think this is always drives me crazy about dudes that have dudes that have, um, convertibles. Do you think your chick, this honey has gotten herself all set up, all dolled up. She's mm-hmm. gotten clean. She's, she's waxed. She's, she's gone through with the razor and the, and the tweezers and cleaned up what the waxer might've missed. Right. Like she's got everything dialed in. She's got the nails done pedicure like she is ready to go she gets her hair blown out and curled before she goes out with you the makeup's all perfect and then you throw her in a fucking dune buggy where she she, her face and hair are getting (laughs) fucking sand blasted the entire time and then after that you're like hey let's do some sand snowboarding and um then you can eat shit into the sand before we bang so your your uh, genitals are nice and sandy I guarantee if you if you uh and and you know Ari is a vag more than any girl I, Worst. I guarantee if you had the real uh outtakes from that day it a huge pain in the ass sand everywhere sand in the food sand whatever and I agree I women hate that stuff hate I it. I'm guessing they gave her a heads up there's going to be a lot of sand but um I will say this uh last thing about the doom bugging they had him read a, a four-scripted analogy thing that was so – you could tell, like, a lot of these a lot of these things that they script out, these analogies, you know, the um, the subject reads, you know, with enthusiasm, and they think they're being quippy. You could tell he hated this now, one. Now, hold on. Hold on, Jason. I know what you're going to say, and I was, I was watching along, yeah. and I had a different reaction because okay. I was certain the quote you were about to recite came from – uh, Shakespeare. I thought it was like a sonnet of some sort. It could have been Robert Frost, maybe a translation of my favorite poet, Pablo Neruda. But Peruvian? I think he's Argentinian. <laughs> no, he's Chilean. Um, he said, he said, riding a doom buggy yes. is just like being in a relationship. Lots of ups and downs. It's scary, but also so exciting. So. So and the way the way he read it was like so uh, unenthused that you could tell that he just had to shoehorn that thing in there. But every single activity date has to have a love analogy. Yeah, Everything. yeah that's great. It's lots great. of ups and downs, lots of challenges. Yeah, got it. Unpredictable. <laughs> um, so they they do the doom buggy thing. They do the 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 sand surfing thing, which did not look very fun at all. Then they ate food um, somehow brought from offset. Uh, and just talked and here's, while, while sitting on a blanket, I hate, I hate sitting yeah. on the ground and eating. It's and, awful. And the, the driver of the doom buggy just somehow disappeared over the, over the ridge. Yeah. Um, dispatched. And, and they're sitting there and this is what I've liked about Kendall and what, what'll be the end of Kendall. It's that she has, she, she still is reluctant to say that she is following or follow, she's reluctant to say that she's in love. She's reluctant to give in to the format of the show. A lot of people that go on the show yeah. get caught up in the whole thing, and they just say, because it's within the framework of the show, I have to, I have to be in love because we're on a timer here. She keeps saying she doesn't know, and I keep giving her credit for this every week. If you take the combined number of hours and incidents or, you know, scenarios that they've been in it's probably you know i don't know 48 hours total and there's no fucking way you could be in love enough to marry somebody and she keeps admitting it she sticks to her uh to her i guess uh position on that and the second they have the uh fantasy date she agrees to go on the fantasy date i don't know if you had anything from the from the dinner or whatever the second they wake up after admitting just before the night before, if he proposed to me, I, I I couldn't say yes. She says I could see myself engaged to him. The yeah. the second they wake up and do an interview, something happened overnight. What could possibly have happened overnight to have had a drastic change in opinion? Well, he did say just before he busted out the um, date card or the invitation to the fantasy suite, he's like, I have something for you. 
maybe I thought he was referencing the date card. Maybe he was talking about his exceptionally skinny needle dick. Right. Right. And And maybe that was enough. Maybe that was enough. What I'm thinking, Jason, is it, it, this is a, this is a producer situation where the producer all season is like, look, Kendall, you got to play ball. You got to, you got to let him know you're into him. You got to be a little more, uh, look interested. And then it gets down to the end and she's still saying, well, I don't know if I could be engaged, blah, blah, blah. And this producer's like, look, it's, I have it on good authority. Cause you know, they lie to him all the time. They're like, it's between you and Becca K. You got a chance to get that rose. You know, that's one more two hour block of TV. That's mostly yeah. you. This could be really good for your Instagram. All you got to do is a tell him you love him and two, give up the butt. Yeah. I don't know if they did that. I don't know if oh. she did that, oh. but after, after the overnight, um, they had a little chuckle between them. Like, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel this morning? Um, not mo- emotionally, but physically, or whatever the hell they did, indicating they definitely had sex. They well, had they a little, all, they, little they link. All, they also did the very subtle his shoes and her shoes strewn together on the floor yeah, to indicate something. I don't know what it's meant to. To say, but it's meant to mean something when you see both of their shoes buried yeah. like that. And, and I was thinking this to button up Kendall. So that's basically what it was. I'm not ready to get married. All of a sudden, I can see myself engaged to this person. But I will say this about Kendall. Um, think about this. Let's let's remove the fact that this is a ridiculous notion for uh, as a concept for falling in love. And let, 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 let's go with the sh- what, what the show wants you to believe, which is you come on a show, we play matchmaker, and you um, you marry yourself off into the sunset, and it's love forever, okay? Let's go with that concept. If that If that is the way we're supposed to think, Kendall's one fault in this entire thing is that she did not fall in love within the per- short time period parameters yep. of a fucking game show. Yeah, so like a, you mean like a normal she, human. She cannot be with the, the man of her dreams because she did not meet the regulations of the, you know, you sit down with a board game and you say, I need to finish this game in the next 90 minutes. And if you're not in that, we're, we're out. So, um, again, I, 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 I really kind of like Kendall more and more with every episode Love and it. everything was fine. So they move, they Huge move fan. on to, um, our, you and I's favorite. And I think it's the one that that's going to win this thing. Um, Lauren B, which, you know, she's just so sexy and, and like coy and mysterious, but man, that body of hers is just rocking and she's pretty and he's into her. And I mean, to me, I'm not even sure what the heck they did for an activity. I just kind of want to go right to the uh, to the dinner date because he pulled a really sly move. What exactly well, did well, they do? Well, oh, hold they- on, hold on. Just quickly, and this happens on every single date, and it drives me crazy. Um, he did it with Kendall. He does it with Lauren B., and he does it with Becca, and they always do it. They cut to first thing in the morning where they're making out, still in bed. And I don't, I know that they, cause the chick's hair is fixed or whatever, <laughs> but I know, and I know they've brushed their teeth, they've Listerined, but I need an obvious sign of that. I want to, I need it just like, Hey, now that you've brushed your teeth, let's have a kiss. Like I don't, I'm so grossed out by the thought of two people that have slept the entire night getting yeah. up and just face-tonguing each other without doing just this tiniest bit of hygiene to make yeah. that acceptable. And, and and I know you hate it the way they, they, they show it, but you know for a fact there is a ton of prepping and different angles and stop cuts, and there, there's plenty of there's plenty of teeth being brushed, but you just I'm hate sure. the way they pose it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, oh, so, so yeah, I'm he does the same thing with Lauren B. Yeah. I'm looking through my notes about Lauren B. So she... Um, they go on this stupid ass activity. They get into a plane and they go up and they look at formations in the sand. The Nazca of, lines of animals. Yeah. Now well, they're, they're t- made by primitive civilizations. Ed. 
Right, I doubt Jason. it. Yeah, I, okay. I doubt it. No, it, we, it just looks it looks like somebody threw those together overnight at some point, and they're fucking just flying around looking yeah. looking at them being stupid. Well, I I honestly wanted there to be like somebody have a sense of humor, and I don't know if you've seen American Vandal on uh, on Netflix, oh, but I was show. really hoping great they would show. fly over a dick. Somebody yeah, so a good dick. that would be good. Well, I don't <laughs> I, I don't think the ancient uh, who lives there the ancient. Not the Maya, not the Aztecs, the other ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they were drawing dicks back then. I think they were just like drawing animals and shit. And they weren't as into dicks. I think, I think man has always been uh, fascinated by the phallus. That's true. That's 100% true. Um, I will say this. She, Lauren B. shows up and he's like, hey, I got a date for you. We're getting on this fucking rickety ass prop plane. I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. Nope. Just give the rose to whoever, because fuck this. I'm not getting on that piece of shit. Fuck. I don't care about the Nazca lines. I could give a fuck. I'm not going on that thing right there. <laughs> and she, uh, I guess she's qu- as quiet as ever. And, you know, he, he's always fascinated by how how much she doesn't talk and how not into him she acts. Yeah. And she's like, she told, she tells him, you know, she's basically saying she has reservations. She doesn't know. Uh, it, she's like, I'm, I feel like I'm falling in love, um, but I'm not sure. And then she's like, you know what? The, I'll just fuck you anyway. Well, Lauren B it's, um, it's pretty amazing that she decided to go on a show where you compete with 29 women for one person's affection because yeah, as you've said in the past, she's she's never not been the person no. that's been drooled over or pursued. There's never been any competition. And she she's not used to that at all. And she keeps admitting every week that the anxiety is getting worse and worse because she thinks about the other women in the process, it, which to me is a total disconnect. What you knew what you were getting into, but oh, she's so caught up in it. She can't she can't get past that. And that leads Ari right before dinner or during dinner um, to go Ben from his season and just out and out tell her he loves her yeah. many, many times. Yeah, I love you. I, and then she says, I love you. And to me, it was a great strategic ploy on his part to, to get her to agree to the fantasy date, because I think I sent you a text. Um, I don't know if he was totally sure that she would agree to a, to, an overnight stay and you and I both know that all season long he's completely been fascinated with having sex with her and so he kind of you could tell there was a little fear of rejection when he's like what do you think gives her the fantasy card the second she says absolutely you just heard this like thud yeah I think it was the bottom of the table his erection hitting the bottom of the table with the pencil dick do you think he bet because you know they shoot these out of order he didn't necessarily have his first date with Kendall and his second date with Lauren B or whatever. Do you think he hit up the producers and was like, listen, let's do Lauren B on night three. That way I can knock the baby batter out of the, (laughs) out of the way. Just get things, get things cleared out. So I have a little bit more staying power when it comes to Lauren B because then, I mean, Ari, he's no spring chicken. He's 36 years old. He knocks out, a couple each night, the two previous nights, mm-hmm. he hits Lauren B. He's definitely gonna have still be maybe in the refractory and and have a, a little bit more lasting effect on his session with Lauren B. You, you think he thought about that? Probably. I think yeah. that's a pretty good way of looking at it. But I, I do know that um, Ari got what he has been craving. They slept together. They were uh, very cozy. We got a, a look at the uh, morning Lauren B that was, uh, uh, you know, unmade up and everything else, and she looked just as cute as ever. Um, the night could not have gone better, and the problem here starts because he now has told one woman that he loves her. She has told him that he, she loves him. How in the world could they not be together at the end? Like how how mm-hmm. do you how do you uh, say goodbye to someone after that exchange, no. that overnight date, and then we move forward to Becca. There's Becca. And now, one thing to button up Lauren B, something, a continuity issue that I noticed. And if The Bachelor wants to bring me on, I can make things a lot better in a lot of different ways. 
Lauren B, she's got her fake eyelashes on throughout the night. Then in the morning when she's in bed, when they're having their hot night breath makeout in the morning, her uh, fake eyelashes from the night before, nowhere to be found. They want, they, they want her to have that morning, that morning <laughs> fresh look. And she, and it's a big difference like this. This is a, and you women in the audience know you put on these fake eyelashes and it's, it's a really, really different look. And that's why so many women wear them. Then when she's doing her confessional, still in her morning bed clothes, she's got the, she's got the fake eyelashes back on. So she's went, she took them off the night before or in the morning. And then when they're like, okay, let's do your, your one-on-one interviews. Mm-hmm. She goes in the bathroom and she glues those suckers back onto her eyelids so she can look cute when she's being interviewed. Did you notice that? No, that's a, that's a Brian thing. You yeah, notice, know. you notice what they're wearing and yeah, all the kind of, uh, all the decorative things. I'm a, um, I'm a detail guy. I like to, I, I like I'm to much more, I'm much more of a bigger picture guy. And, you know, I, I take care of the more, the more important stuff, but you got, you're on the details on that one. And I will say this, like, and I know they do this every single, um, every single fantasy suite episode. And I think it's like, it's such a cruel thing to do to the woman that eventually is getting picked. So as you stated, they probably don't shoot these things in order. I get it. But if, if that's the case, it's a real cruel thing to do because, um, Literally, if you you know watch these uh, scenes back to back, you have him like profusely telling Lauren that he loves her, and they just got done having sex in the fantasy suite, and breakfast was great. Bye, can't wait. You know, I'll miss you. Yep. The next scene, you have the next chick jumping into his arms. Yep. Him stating to her, "I missed you so much," and making out with her. The very next scene. And like where, yeah. where in real life could that possibly take place unless you're a complete fucking dirtbag? But on the in the bachelor world, it's like it's totally normal, more than accepted. Like we we suspend disbelief. Yeah. yeah, any other guy, you would be like, this guy is a creep. Like, what? Who could do that? But since but, it's on TV, and, and and any reasonable person and her family watching this. Say Lauren B does take this whole thing, and I'm her family, and I'm her, and I'm watching this back. I, I'd, I'd love to know what's going through their mind when they see a scene like this. And the, the thing, the shitty thing about the After the Rose every year, they never talk about it. That's no. one of the don'ts. Let's not no. talk about how um, how intimate he was with the other women right. while you guys are talking. And I and I, I wish they would go there because it would be the most uncomfortable. Well, team. remember on Andy Dorfman's season that little oh, weasel yeah. Nick. Oh, yeah. He's he dropped the line. Hey, um, by the way, like if you don't love me, how how come you you rode me like a trigger <laughs> the night before Josh? And you could you know, Josh, who was su- uber macho, played played a little minor league ball till he t- till he did his shoulder. Uh, he wasn't, he, he could never get past that. I guarantee you it was always in the back of his mind. He never could get fully erect because he was just always thinking about that. And there would be a lot of just, it's okay. Like, take your time. And she'd be like, what's, what's wrong? And he'd be like, um, nothing, nothing. It's nothing. And really he's thinking about Nick with his chicks legs in the air. He's got her by the ankles. He's just pile driving it. He's hammering it. She's loving every minute of it. And he's just, and it takes him out of the moment and it's, and it's hard. And the same thing happened to Sean B (laughs) and they try, they try to dance around that, but whoever wins this show knows. And it's, you know, it's a cultural thing. It's a gender bias. That's, it's a little worse for the dudes, I think. Because guys were conditioned to think guys are just, we're just fuck beasts and we don't care. Um, but it's to know that, yeah. you, and I, and I think it has also to do with our, our sex organ is on the outside and a woman's sex organ is on the inside. And so it's like when a woman has sex, something comes into her and it's a little harder for dudes to deal with, I think, for that reason. Uh, so. Jeez, that, that's, yeah, that, that went that went like a, a couple sentences too far. The, that, the entire analysis. That's it. So, so it's going to so be Becca, hard for anybody. Yeah. So uh, so Becca, they're in the dunes again. They're back, and and yeah, these poor dunes. Becca, 
for Becca, there really isn't any land to this date. It's we're going to be in the dunes for the activity, and you guys are staying in the dunes if you agree to go overnight. And yes. we've been talking all all season about how uninteresting Becca is. She's she's so fine. Man. There's nothing there's nothing wrong about her or unattractive about her, but there's also nothing interesting about her. We don't quite see what Ari sees in her. I still, after last night's date, don't see it. And yep. she, um, you know, so her the whole narrative that I guess that they needed to, to do is she admits really early that she hasn't said she loved him yet. She wants to, but she just hasn't gotten the nerve. Okay, boring okay. narrative that we've seen in every single episode. She finally gets up the, the balls to say it on the uninteresting uh, date. Um, and... He shocks the world again, date the bachelor world, and says, I love you too. Not only yeah. does he say that he loves her to her face, he says off camera, This was literally, or they didn't say literally perfect. She said that, which I don't know what that means. Um, he says, I see us at the end of this. Part of me wants to end this now and propose on the dunes. Yeah, I saw he that. says that off I know. camera. It's crazy. It's crazy. Holy shit. Uh, you did leave out one important detail. Yes, the date was primarily on the dunes, only after a shitty-ass catamaran trip in the choppy, gross, overcast waters <laughs> of the Peruvian coastline. So it was our third date specifically created to induce nausea. Yeah. Okay, yeah, continue. It, uh, you're right. I had no notes about any kind of water vessel, so yeah, obviously yeah. I was really thrilled with the way that went. Yeah. Um, she she said at some point um, after the after the overnights, or maybe even after the the day date, she said it was this is literally perfect. Which I I don't know. I know it's crazy. I don't know what those two words have <clears throat> to do with each other. Um, so they they do that, and she accepts the overnight, obviously. He just said, I love you. They just said, I love you. So they're going to have sex. The drama occurs after this date. Do you have any thoughts on how the overnight transpired or anything about this uninteresting chick that before we move on to Ross? Um, well, I did like that they um, very coincidentally foreshadowed. She does like a long, they do a long discussion about her about ex the yes. yep. prior, prior to their tent fucking session. Um, and then, then he, t yeah, he tells her he, he loves her while they're in bed together while some monster cameraman and director <laughs> is giving us a, or, or in a tent or, yeah, in a tent is giving us an extreme close up of one of Becca's size 13s hanging off the bed. Like <laughs> I didn't need that. I didn't, I don't need an extreme, I don't need a, a Shaq's shoe size right. foot staring me right in the face when I'm trying to watch The Bachelor. That's one thing she does have, the other two don't. She has size. Like oh, yeah. She's she's a tall girl. She's, well, she, uh, she's athletic. Like if you're looking if you're looking to fill out your lineup and you need a four that can get yeah. you some offensive boards, then you want to bring in Becca. That's who right. that's who you're looking to bring in. If you're yeah. you're looking for a stretch four that can shoot the three but also put it on the deck and get to the rack, you, yeah. you want to bring in Becca K. Yes. Um now so Let's let's head to they they somehow get back to the bachelor hub in Peru. So wherever the 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 crew and wherever the bachelor and the bachelorettes are staying in Peru on land away from the dunes, um, we get this very predictable thing because we've been it's been teased for the last three shows. Someone shows up at the door. I want my girl back. Yeah. And if I don't know how you describe Ross, but like. I describe Ross as just every single like jock meathead that that I've ever met who has zero going for him other than the fact that he's a big dude and he probably has a very large penis. Dude. He looked like if you added about 30 pounds of nose to him, he looked like he could be fucking Joey Bosa coming off the edge. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he, built. He's built. He was he was 6'4" 250 easy and yeah. he's wearing like a linen suit that just really accentuates <laughs> the muscles. I mean, yeah. 
the guy looked good. The guy was a, he was a, an impressive guy. He was a big motherfucker and he was, and he's knocking on the door and this is a, a good bit of trickery on production's part. He's knocking on the door and you're expecting Becca K to answer the door. Right, right. And, yeah. he, and Ari opens the door. Now Ari doesn't look the least bit surprised. Like this, is, this was just. And neither, and and when Ross confronts Becca, also she like these people are not actors. There was zero surprise, and like no. I, I, I did, I did notice though that you know, as as men, we all have the, these moments in life. Like when you are faced with another alpha male or another male, there's always that initial uh, look, look them up and down. There's, I think, there's that primitive kind of like. You know, back in the day, where automatically uh, you need to come to a conclusion in your head if you could whip this guy's ass or not. And Ari, in his aura, in his being, in his uh, in his body language, cowers to this guy like automatically. What's up, dude? And he just like seemed like he was just going to faint. Of of just being completely overmatched in manliness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, his his needle dick was and it was inverted at that point. He's like, "Ow, what is that?" And he was he was actually poking himself yeah. in the balls because his needle dick was retreating to inside his body because he had been an an alpha was in the room and his beta ness was uh, beyond obvious. And and Ross basically just tells him, "I'm here for my girl." Um, he sits her down in basic and in, in, in very like extremely uh, simple language. Says, uh, "I love her, I want her, uh, and then I'm gonna go get her." And yeah. Ari basically just listens to the guy and was like, "Well, let me know how it goes because we're pretty f- far along, man." Um, and, and, <laughs> and the second the guy leaves, he goes on the camera interview and he's like, "I'm really pissed right now." I mean, this guy. I, I feel like my, my, my manhood's been uh, been questioned. I'm like, where where was all this when yeah. the guy was sitting right across from you, and you basically told her, "Go get her if she if she wants to be with you. Go ahead and take her." Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty. Yeah, he was like, "Look, I'm just doing a TV show here, Ross. If that is your name, like." Whatever, like you want to, he's because he's like, we were together seven years. He's like, well, that is a pretty long time, yeah, right? <laughs> he's like, I get it. I yeah. like, I he's like, I've really only spent about five hours with her. Yeah, I bagged her last night, but then like, what more? I'm gonna, you know, she's not getting the final rose anyway. So you want to come in and make things interesting? Go for it, bud. But is this the? Um, do we have to give the show credit for something? That is this the first time that an ex has intruded at this deep into the show. I think we've had exes before intrude, but is this the, the further, furthest along or am I missing something? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not that much of a bachelor I, historian, but I am thinking of how he's like, look, I don't want, he's like, I don't want to be on TV, and yeah. he's like, but he's like miked. And also he's in fucking in Peru. He's <laughs> in a suit. He has makeup on. He's yes. mic'd up, but I don't want to be on. He, yeah, I want to be he on. He didn't fly there on his own dime. He didn't, yeah. he didn't you, like, yeah, somebody, you just don't go to Peru and the, the country of Peru and look around for this. Yes. He knew exactly where. And that's why, that's why from the get go, this didn't, this didn't quite pass the smell test with was, me. There was something was so that was completely staged. false staged or just fake. And this it's entire thing, all of it, and, and the way, um, and they're not actors, so you, you you have to like give them this. The way she reacted with her ex, how unsurprised she was. She contradicts herself. First of all, she says, "I knew you were going to do this," yeah. and then and then she says, "I was completely uh, surprised um, and shocked." But it was like the way she handled the whole thing. It was very, very undramatic. Like there wasn't a whole lot of of uh, push and pull there. there. It just it fell flat. Like yes, you know the producers wanted there to be some fireworks, and right. there just wasn't. Like she's just, I knew you were going to be here. Uh, you can't do this to me. Yeah, I just wasn't. There wasn't they, anything there. They wanted some producers to have to rush in and break up a fracas, real yeah. world road rules challenge style. It was like as. As uh, uncombative and unterritorial as Ari was, that was a letdown. And then she was like, 
Yeah, you know, she just didn't. Yeah, it was weak. There just was, was there's nothing there. So uh, as as much as they they tried to tease this thing out and make it look theatrical and all this shit fireworks, it really fell flat. And that pretty much sums up <clears throat> Becca. Period. For hundred percent. Okay, we we got a couple emails to read, and I know you have to get to a softball game. What do you? Well, what hold you on got? a second. Hold on a second. Let, oh, okay. let, let, let's let, let's let's before we do the emails, let, let's kind of like. Let's tell everybody what happened, unless you have some plans to do that afterwards. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. All right. So so they go to the uh, the rose ceremony. For those that don't watch the show. Oh, right. I forgot we didn't get to what that. What happens. Yeah. So, uh, again, for the second straight episode, he takes Kendall out of the mix. Before he uh, before yeah. he gives the roses, he says, Kendall, can I see you? He did that last week. Mm-hmm. Last week, he, he, wanted to, he wanted her to tell him that she still wants to be in this thing that she sees something in the future. Right. She did something to convince him. He kicked Kia, Tia to the curb. My theory was that you kick Tia now because she's going to be drama. If you let her, if you let her go to Peru, interesting he, theory, he pulls her aside. We thought that he was going to do the same thing, but he was just pulling her aside to break up with her, which is, yep. was a, a, a very kind of manly thing to do. Let's not go through the whole insult at this point at this juncture of not giving you a rose and making you feel foolish. Let's just break up now. And she was pretty much like, yeah, you're right. And again, again, Kendall just, yeah, I, I really think you're cool. And I think there's probably a future here, but I'm not going to play in the parameters of the game. So I guess she had regrets that she didn't tell him more, but fuck that. I, I, I really do think it was the most, the most graceful ending to something this deep in a show that you could possibly get. And they didn't even get back to the drama where they didn't even return him to, you know, usually they do that, like that gasp moment where he returns without her. And the two girls are like, go crazy because they don't know what's going to what's happening. And then he just they just move to the rose ceremony because they have to on camera officially give them the rose. They have to accept the rose. It's weird. So so Becca, with all the uh, with all the the ex-boyfriend drama, with everything else, um, he chooses to keep her. And to me, this goes into my theory of last week. You, you, you release Tia because she would have been even more drama. You release Kendall because it's an, it's an easy out. She's not ready. Now, if he chooses Lauren, it's because the whole Becca thing, even though you've told her you loved her and you had sex with her, that whole ex, ex-boyfriend thing, I, I'm not comfortable with it. That could come back to haunt me. But... All of that flies in the face of our girl Caroline Wani saying, "You said you wanted to marry someone. I can't believe what you did." So I that know what you did. And she's with you a little she's bit, about right? to cry, and also she's a close friend of Becca K, as we've learned from her. Oh, Twitter is feed. that it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So, also- so what? So maybe what I found out what you did, and that sucks. Is you told her you loved her, you had sex with her, and you kicked her to the curb. I feel like he he pulls a Brad Falchuk and leaves. Both girls at the altar. He keeps that Neil Lane ring for himself because later we learn that the whole time he's got a he's got a little uh, house mouse back minding his condo in Scottsdale. That is that has a penis. Could be. Could be. That would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate. Oh yeah. Bachelor finale where he's like, I don't, I can't do this. I need you to know something, yeah. and that it's. I prefer to suck a dick. <laughs> uh, okay, prediction. So, what's your prediction? I, I already laid out my theory. I think it's Warren B. And Warren he B. kind of he, he plays this out pretty strategically and how he was going to let everyone go. Warren B. is so smoking hot, and he's been into that for a while now. And uh, I mean, God, they they must have said "I love you" to each other ninety times on the episode. So I, I, I just don't see it going any other way. I agree. I think he chooses Lauren B, but with the twist that they come to the after the final rose, and we learn that there's been some sort of drama post show, and they are no longer together. And in fact, they hate each other. Well, Chris Harrison says, and I know he says this for dramatic effect, but he, he, again, he might be screwing with us again, but he said the most dramatic finish in the history of the show or something like that. So something different is going to happen. And we have to sit through three hours next week to figure it out. And there's empty couches. Empty couches. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole yeah, thing. Something happens. We'll see okay. what happens. Okay. Let's, let's quickly do this email. D- Dear Jason and Brian. Did you see 
Caroline Lunny mentioned something about a needle dick on Instagram. Yes, I did. We discussed that. Was she insinuating that Ari is lacking in the girth department? Could this be why he has spent so much time honing his makeout skills and not escalating? Thank you from Doyle in Kentucky. I will say this, Jason. They did say like, oh, Kendall and I were up all night talking and it was so nice. I learned how she likes her eggs and blah, blah, blah. Does she like her eggs fertilized? Um, he, he, I wouldn't surprise me to, to find out that he didn't bang any of these chicks. Well, I mean, this is they why just went through the motions. This is why, you know, whenever I talk about Ari's actual feelings about these women, it really flies in the face of my overall theory since day one that he's a closet homosexual but i i really do think he has had sex with them um and definitely becca and, and 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 the needle dick information that caroline has if if your theory is true and she's besties with becca then right. obviously becca has seen his erection yeah. uh they definitely had sex so i don't i there's, I don't think there's any way he didn't. He wasn't physical with these women. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for that, Doyle in Kentucky. Doyle, and, yeah, Doyle in I, Kentucky. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree, Doyle. He's he's not. He did. I didn't see him do any nagging or escalating whatsoever. So uh, he definitely doesn't have much game. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Brian and Jason scarves absolutely turn women on. I can tell you firsthand, and I'm talking about good-looking women. With that out of the way. Stu, sorry Caroline could not be locked down, but seeing her at the Women Tell All episode, I thought we might have gotten ahead of ourselves in terms of looks. What? I, co- I couldn't disagree more. She looked, she looks fantastic. Well, she she's admitted on her Instagram that she was like deathly ill. She had the flu. She was she was calling so maybe, for maybe remedies. You're seeing, you're seeing little signs of sickness, but I, she's still pretty hot. You know how she's hot. You know how you know she's hot is because I was watching it. And friend of the show and former Bachelor correspondent for the show, Fancy Sauce, walked in while I was watching The Bachelor. And she hasn't been watching the season. And it was, and Caroline was on the screen. And she goes, oh, who's that? She's really cute. And Fancy (laughs) Sauce offers no love to any of these broads. Because immediately after that, she's like, unlike that chick sitting next to her, who she was talking about, Bibiana, this Fancy Sauce will throw shade at Every single chick. The fact that right. she even allowed it to come through her brain that Caroline was attractive means she's super hot. Uh, okay. Then when, then when she sw- swung around to confront someone and, su- and I saw those giant milk wagons almost hit me in front of my TV, I remembered how hot she was all the way around. This David in Salt Lake is clearly not a leg man. Lauren B is beyond hot, stunning, and the second she opens her mouth, it's I love you, Ari. You're great, Ari. That chick has the intellect of a six-year-old and has never been a, been a human and laughed out loud saying something like, oh, I don't even know what he's talking about. Oh, I love the wire. I love cheesesteaks. I love the clash. I love all those things. She only says, I love you, Ari. Good Lord, let these two get engaged and sh- and he can lay pipe from one dummy to another. <laughs> Jesus, David. And then Caroline is the bachelorette. I-, I feel like Caroline's obviously burned a bridge with the production. You guys rock and make me laugh my ass off. David in Salt Lake. I appreciate that, David. Uh, there's no chance that Caroline is the bachelorette, unfortunately, even though she'd be perfect for it. She's, now, she was Miss Massachusetts. Now, David in Salt Lake, that's not David Bray. Uh, no, that is David Bray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's basically the, the co-host of this show this season. He's, we he's, talk a lot about a David Bray. Yeah, he's a fan. I need to know what Dave's secret is in, in getting her to communicate with him because she, she, she keeps screwing with me and Dave. She's, she keeps telling Dave, just have, have them DM me on Instagram. Well, I have several yeah. times, yeah. Um, and she she's not giving me anything. So, yeah. especially after this week, I'm I'm guessing she wasn't going to agree to do anything to, podcast wise. She's probably been uh, censored. Tell her we will get. She does this show, and we'll work to her schedule. Whenever she can do it, we'll do it. Right. And after she does this show, maybe. We can get her an in with Reality Steve, where she can do a tell-all on the with the biggest Bachelor reporter on the internet right now. Nope. We, I'll we try, work to, a, try to broker something. We work a two for one. Uh, okay, that's it. 
Jason Stewart, off to your softball game. What is your what is your average this season? Uh, probably swimming around 600. 600. I need, to, I need to hit more extra base hits. So. Well, uh, a lot of singles. Yeah. You were singles guy. You guys takes walks. Well, a lot of singles. No, I don't take walks. A lot yeah. of singles, though. And what, what position are you playing in the field? Uh, first base, third base. Those are the, I'll play the, the hot corners. corners. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Excellent job. We will see you next week. Thank you for that, Jason. Goodbye, everybody. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This is The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Thank you.